0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 116 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Tim Fitzpatrick, the CEO and co-founder at Icona Health. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring them on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today?
1: Doing well, Jared. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to to learn more about your background and uh, make sure I'm saying this. Is it uh, Icona Health? Is that right?
1: Icona Health. That's right.
0: Okay. Got it. Perfect. Well, I I think we should dive right into things. I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background and we can go from there.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Uh, Tim Fitzpatrick, co-founder and CEO at Icona. We started uh, just over four years ago, four years and a couple of days. And the beginning of Icona started, uh, in a couple of different places. First, my, with myself, um, I'm a Navy veteran. I spent seven years in, including some time in ROTC And my last two years in the Navy were actually spent in the hospital. So I, um, ended up needing back surgeries, needed three surgeries. Ultimately, each one had hundreds and hundreds of painful wound care visits between those surgeries. It was a, uh a very painful, arduous, um, isolated two years. And when I finally healed, I got out of the Navy and moved to New York and I started trading technology, equities trader. Um, And that's around the time I met my co-founders. And so my co-founders, while I was going through my patient experience, they were in their neurosurgery residency and using VR, virtual reality, to understand Uh, patient perioperative experience. So how might seeing a day in the life of a a patient transform their ability to know what's next in in healthcare, particularly around surgery? So when I met them in 2015, 2016, saw their randomized controlled trial, put the headset on, I was blown away. This would have changed my Navy experience, would have helped me understand everything about, hey, this is what I'm up against. Here's what recovery is all about. Here's here's what not to be so worried about and uh, you know fear of that unknown. So we, we put our heads together and by early 2017, we realized let's build a solution of some kind that, that can exist outside the walls of one institution. It was done at Dartmouth in the initial study. And that was the question, how do we leverage this technology that I was trading uh, in the public markets at the time and understood from the patient point of view, how do we build this, uh, and make it more accessible to patients.
0: It seems like you've taken a little bit of all the different parts of your background, leverage them to to really create a, a cool business. Um, can you talk us through? So you you gave us a, a pretty good intro description. You you kind of highlighted already. We usually ask, you know, give us the why, how, what. Can you talk about like how things work with the today?
1: Absolutely. So we, we initially, like I said, we're doing VR for surgical applications and surgery was the use case, or it was the application. The technology was VR. Um, it had flexibility built in. What we didn't realize at the time as a burgeoning digital health company solution is how to identify the best use case, workflow, controlled environment, where you can build a repeatable solution. So the how of today is about 12 months in, we started working with dialysis patients in particular. And the reason we did was the same idea. Dialysis patients, it turns out, has multiple treatment options. And if you show them through storytelling in three dimensions, using immersive storytelling, what it might be like to pursue a new treatment option, not too dissimilar from the surgery application, it turned out, and we studied this with a partner, it leads to great results in terms of decision-making, patient preparedness, lower anxiety, all of these same factors we had seen in the, in the acute setting. So the how today is beyond just VR. VR is a tool within our learning platform that is very good at showing someone what to expect, at getting them past that emotional barrier, that fear, of the unknown when it comes to what's, what's ahead for me in my treatment path. So the how of Icona four years in is within the realm of kidney disease. How do we help patients who have all kinds of options to understand what's ahead by leveraging different kinds of technology at the right time and in the right way?
0: Yeah, I wish this was something my, uh, so my grandfather was on dialysis for 12 to 15 years so quite quite a long amount of time um and you know he didn't have something like this right he had to try to get self-educated which there's can be some things that are lost in translation right and like you know my mother and her family had to look into it so this is super super helpful uh when when you're like what's an ideal partner or an ideal customer when you're you're going to these people to try to uh get them to use your platform
1: I think ideal customers come in a, a couple of different forms based on the, the setting within kidney care we're, we're working with. So if we think about, for first example, dialysis. The LDOs, the large dialysis organizations, uh, they help patients who have end-stage real disease receive dialysis treatments. That might be in their brick and mortar centers across the country, of which there are over 7,000, uh, three to four new new builds a month kind of going up at this point or they might be helping patients who are at home receiving dialysis at home. And that number is growing. There's a uh, regulatory framework at at play here where there's a shift to more patients receiving dialysis at home. That's one example. Another might be for earlier stage, upstream patients who are stage three, stage four, CKD, chronic kidney disease. Um, For those folks, they are private practices. So these are, groups of nephrologists and providers who see these patients who perhaps have diabetes, have cardiovascular disease, hypertension, have been told you're at risk of kidney disease or hey, we know based on your lab results, you have kidney disease, it's time for you to see a nephrologist. Those conversations earlier on where patients need to understand their treatment options and right now they are seeing a nephrologist two, three, four times a year having a 10-minute conversation, um, doing a lot of self-research on Google for what's it gonna be like if I do have to do, go on dialysis someday? What is transplant all about? What, is, wh- what are the donor options for that? Uh, living donor options versus deceased donor options? What's a preemptive transplant? What is this home dialysis thing? All these questions are, are complicated, uh, they're personal, and one of the challenges we have in identifying the right partner is that every patient, no matter who they're seeing, has their own journey, all their, their own uh, reasons that they're seeing the provider. So our job at Icona is, how do you really build a personalized education pathway based on psychosocial factors in addition to what's going on in the care plan? And we're, we're doing a much better job, not Icona, but other companies are detecting it earlier, half the battle. But once you know someone has kidney disease, now you have to provide education that actually works for them.
0: Makes sense. What, what are some of the things you're looking forward to this year in regard to the business?
1: This year is our, like most folks, uh, post COVID or at least in response to COVID, it's when all of our initiatives that were truly reactive to that, that change a year ago, um, they're, they're going to take hold. They're going to come to market, our partners are finally gonna have access to these changes and the changes are, are significant. So for us, we, we saw the writing on the wall in March that virtual reality in itself as a contained solution is, is uh, inherently limited, right? We, we can't reach as many patients with a VR controlled VR exclusive experience. So our response was how do we take the mechanics of what we're doing in, in, in the headset and translate it to a more accessible, mobile, online solution. In doing so, we ended up getting uh, quite a few grants, uh, research grants to, to build a platform that takes the approach, like I said, from the VR headset and translates it. Now, in 2021, we are working with those solutions, those segments that I just mentioned, the clinics, the LDOs, to test this new deployment strategy. And that's really exciting because it's the first time we've really been able to open up what we offer um, by having something that's inherently more accessible.
0: Well, it'd be interesting to see how everything plays out. Um, you know, it's, a, it's been a crazy year uh, <laughs> sure. last year and it's, it's continuing a little bit into this year, a little bit better, but uh, well, better. you know, and, and for the audience too, you know, if this isn't the, the last time we want to have you come on the podcast. This is your intro where people get to know you and uh, Icona. So that this was super helpful. And uh, th- I thank you so much for, for being a guest.
1: Jared, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks.
0: Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, BlockHealth. BlockHealth is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C. H E A L T H dot com and follow them on their social channels at Lock Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts. We're available on all the major podcast channels and you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.